Hey, Richard. Yeah, buddy. You ready to go to Portugal? Yeah, NDC is coming to Porto February 26th to March 1st. We'll be there checking out the sites and recording some .NET Rocks episodes. So come and hang with us by registering at ndcporto.com. And get this, NDC is also coming to Copenhagen, March 27th through 29th at DGIBN. It's two days of workshops and a one-day conference. Go to ndcmini.com to learn more. And NDC is coming back to America. Back at the St. Paul River Center in Minneapolis, May 6th to 9th. That's the one. And they're offering early bird pricing if you register before February 15th. So go to ndcminnesota.com to register today. Welcome back to .NET Rocks. This is Carl Franklin. And this is Richard Campbell. From an echoey cave somewhere in the Queen Elizabeth Center in London. Uh, we've been here before. It's a good yeah. little spot. I guess we could try and hang blankets or something, but you don't, eh, don't, don't need to get right. crazy. Yeah, I think our listeners are, they, they realize, you know, the audio quality are. is usually higher. And every so often a, a, a fire truck or something goes by or, you know. That just makes it exciting. It's real life. That's what it is. And Big Ben is in a big old wrapper. Yeah, I was going to say it's like a big condom, big, you know? Big Ben condom. Big Ben condom, but yeah. Yeah. I didn't say that. I was going to say You it. wouldn't say that. No, That's I wouldn't say that it's on the show. not a thing you'd say. I nope. appreciate that. Nope. Anyway, Sarah Withy is here with us, but we're going to be talking to her in a minute. But first, we have a few things, starting with Better Know a Framework. Awesome. <laughs> All right, dude, what do you got? I found something really cool. I actually saw this in my Facebook feed. And, you know, every once in a while, I just, I'm bored and I scroll through that thing and I realize that I can feel my brain cells dying when I do that. <laughs> yeah, but I still there's do a lot it. of internet like that. I still do it anyway once in a while. But uh, I saw this. It's a Bose Build Your Own Speaker, a build-it-yourself Bluetooth really? speaker for kids. It's a cube. It costs 100 bucks. Okay. Well, because it's Bose, so it's overpriced. Yeah, it's completely overpriced, but it's still, you know, $100 for a little speaker. But you can personalize it with blinky lights, and then there's an app for Apple devices. Hmm. Of course, not for Android. It's no. got to be an Apple because... You're not even going to talk about WinPhone. That's crazy talk. Ne well, no. I mean, we are talking Bose here. Yes. Right? Apple and Bose go together. Uh, anyway, so it's intended for children eight and older, and um, it, it looks like a fun project to do with uh, with kids. If you had a crafty kid who like liked electronics, this is an electronic project they might actually use a little Bluetooth speaker when they're right. done. And the the customer reviews and the ratings are off the charts, five stars. Oh wow, they like it. Interesting. They do like you it. Know, so sometimes you get real hate on for Bose stuff too. Yeah, and I, you know, I own their head their noise canceling headphones because I think they're the best. Yeah. And yeah, they're expensive, but I don't know that I'd own their stereo equipment. Yeah. Well, um, the, so just from an audio perspective, Bose yeah. got really famous for making things that sound bassy that are small form factors. Right, so right. In the they, way they, they had that crazy clock radio. Right. And the yeah. way they do that is by, you can, if you have one big speaker, you're going to get bass frequencies. But if you have, you know, four smaller speakers, you have even more bass frequencies. Hmm. The way that they, the way that it works out, um, is the speaker configuration because they're like a foot apart. It makes it sound like a big woofer. Cool. Yeah. Clever. Yeah, it's clever. All right. 
That's what I got. Who's talking to us? Grabbed a comment off of show 1524, the one we did with Ms. Heather Downing back in March of 2018, talking mm-hmm. a little bit about voice programming. I know we're going to do on the home assistant side of things today, and they tend to use voice stuff, so I thought this was somewhat relevant. And uh, Peter Sivitz has this comment. This is from about a year ago. He says, hey, guys, great show as always. After listening to the show, I started thinking about all the voice-activated devices I own and why none of them worked for me mm-hmm. until I got an Echo. Yeah, I'm I'm the same way. Voice command in the car, awful. Yeah, <laughs> and it's it's not that you can't have good voice command in the car. It's the car manufacturers cannot make good voice commands. Right. Uh, as if traffic wasn't enough to fuel my road rage, I think these companies just give up trying to build consumer devices entirely. Yeah, Android Auto and Apple CarPlay just you support it. Stop what you're doing. You're failing at it. One of my favorites is uh, Alexa. I'm sorry. No problem. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Cortana on the Xbox only works the devices on. Yes, it will turn on the device, but who has time to wait for that? Yeah, because every time I turn on my Xbox, it needs a patch. (laughs) Uh, Siri on the laptop. Never used it. Maybe it's just me, but I don't know why I'd want to talk to my laptop. (laughs) It already has a screen. And hey, it has a keyboard, too. Uh, and then it says, Alexa, this was the one. I've only had a few weeks and it works because it's always on. No mm. waiting, no authenticating. Mm. Just go. And that's, you know, why I keep, you know, getting stuff ordered for me by accident because it's just <laughs> on and going. Uh, this is the best, the single biggest reason why this device works. And, uh, and I don't feel like I need to talk to it like it's a Google search engine, you know. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I do think voice activated devices are about the frictionless interaction. And if a user needs to wait, they have to look at a screen or physically interact with something else, it's failed. Uh, I also think that these products that throw voice supported just because they can without really thinking about the users are going to fail also. I have a, uh, I read a blog post and I can't remember where it is, so I can't provide a link, but some guy basically wanted to get back at his uh, ex or, or his brother-in-law or something. So he went over to the house and they had an Alexa and they had a dog that was kind of high strung, you know? And anytime you knocked on the door or the window, the dog would bark, bark, Go bark. Yeah. So basically, he t- trained the dog to bark every time the word Alexa was said. So basically, it's like, <laughs> Alexa. <laughs> Alexa. <laughs> so eventually, the dog would just, you, anybody bark would say Alexa, Alexa. And Alexa has no idea what the person is trying to say to <laughs> You've destroyed that entire system. I mean, this is the social engineering yeah, things that I brilliant. like people thinking about. I do notice Peter Dever tried a Google Home device because I think they work pretty well as well. Yeah. Uh, so, Peter, thank you so much for your comment. A copy of Music to Code Buy is on its way to you. And if you'd like a copy of Music to Code Buy, write a comment on the website at donnetrocks.com or via Facebook. We publish every show there. And if you we read that comment on the show, we'll send you a copy of Music to Code Buy. And definitely follow us on Twitter. I'm at Carl Franklin. He's at Rich Campbell. Send us a tweet. No barking, please. Nice. No barking. Okay, let me introduce Sarah Withy. She is a polyglot software engineer, public speaker, teacher, and mentor, and hardware and robot tinkerer located in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. She has a passion for technology and has ever since she wrote her first computer programs in elementary school. She captivates audiences with both popular and powerful technical and anecdotal talks. She gives workshops to teach programming and hardware building to women in tech, as well as to students of all ages. She's mentored middle and high school robotics teams to world championships. Yes. She's even helped organize six conferences, been on a Google Year in Search video, and started the viral hashtag Speaker Confessions. Ooh, that ought to be good. (laughs) Good one. (laughs) Welcome, Sarah. It was kind of interesting. Hello. I... 
I specifically chose that Bose box because it's uh, something that you reading your bio sort of reminded me of all the cool, fun electronics projects and programming projects I did with my kids when they were younger. Yeah, that sounded like really cool. I haven't heard of a build-your-own-speaker system, but yeah. I imagine it would be pretty fun if I were a kid and yeah. my parents got that for me. I love this coaching kids in robotics championships. What are the competitions like? like what are they trying to achieve? Um, for the middle school ones, they were building Lego robots. Right. Nice. So the goal, the first Lego challenge like committee over the country, um, they would develop a big field and they would have little Lego doodads on them. I don't know what mm. to call them, but they change every year. Is that a technical term, doodad? Yes. Okay. Lego doodads. Yes, officially. <laughs> um, and they would have to build a robot that would be within a certain size frame. I think like 18 by 18 by 18 inches mm. and it would, they would have to hit a button and it would have to autonomously go collect a thing, turn a knob, flip a switch, whatever. Wow. And then come back. Huh. And every time they could do one of these successfully, they would get points. Nice. And obviously the goal would be the more of these you can do at the same time, the better. But this isn't that far from the DARPA challenge where they had the robot that had to yeah. go in the vehicle and open a door and turn a wheel. Exactly. <laughs> and, and those guys failed miserably. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've seen some very spectacular Lego fails with these. <laughs> there was Lego everywhere, man. It was awesome. <laughs> I am always impressed at some of the amazing things I can see these middle schoolers do with Legos. No kidding, um, yeah. You know, I, I think as an adult who, one, has played with Legos as a kid, but two, you know, I, I have an engineering background. I have two levels of college science. But it's got to fill your heart with hope when you see them that sharp and pulling these things off yeah. and that excited. I was going to say, like, even some of these things I don't even think through. They're just really <laughs> creative with them. They come up with solutions and you're just gobsmacked, like, wow, Sometimes, that's yeah. a way. That's cool. And we try to let them do as much of it as possible. Sure. We kind of help you know, with some problem solving and some kind of fine tuning, but mm. it's really their ideas. And um, one of the teams made it to the world championships. Wow. Really amazing. You must've been super proud. What was the, yeah. what was their project? What was their robot? Um, oh, shoot. I don't remember those several years ago, but <laughs> um, they, they also could take off parts and put on new parts. Right. So they had All like right. four, like really reliable parts and like three minutes to do this in. So yeah. Yeah. Put on part, hit go and run over and collect, collect like four or five different things, come back, put it off, put on a new part, and send it back out. And Brilliant. They were just on top of it every step of the way. What I love about working with kids is that you literally are a magician, you know, when you show them technology <laughs> that they yeah. don't understand. They, you know, I... I can't remember what I was showing, but one kid in the back of the room stood up and said, that's not real. <laughs> <laughs> I love seeing that light bulb effect. You know, I imagine the imaginary light bulb above their head and it just turns on. And I just love seeing their faces yeah. when yeah. that happens. That's great. So doing. my home, uh, my drawer of broken dreams is filled with uh, home automation projects of various <laughs> types. We have this great coffee maker that didn't have a timer on it, but it did have a start button. So I was like, okay, well, I'll just get a remote button pusher. <laughs> you know, as you do. Right. So go I down actually, to the remote button pusher store. Yeah, I, I ordered, <laughs> so I found this button pusher. It was, you know, just something that you remotely connect and a little projectile comes out and you stick it on where the button is. And it worked once. <laughs> <laughs> And then it just sort of peeled off, and there wasn't enough pressure sticking it on. And yeah. I was just like, ah, that's going in the drawer. Broken Sounds like dreams. software, right? Works for me. Yeah, close right. enough. Ship it. So my wife is like, Carl, you got some stupid button pusher from Amazon. What are you doing now? <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, you're doing a session on Mycroft. Yes. So you don't just have to buy commercial devices, huh? It. You can cook it up yourself? Yeah. And um, what's really cool about this is it's totally open source. So everything okay. is available on GitHub. Um, you can build it yourself or mm-hmm. buy their device. So they have a device, I think it's like 150 bucks. Um, pre-installed, ready to go. You just plug it in and it's kind of cool. So they um, do have re- good to go products. You don't have yeah, to yeah. pull out a Raspberry Pi and um, build it. I thing. took out a Raspberry Pi and I threw the software on it. Um, I bought a little omnidirectional microphone and speaker for it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, it actually works pretty well. Um, I was kind of skeptical at first. I'm like, I hope I'm not dumping money into to something's going to turn into thing, nothing. But, um, it's been actually fairly reliable. So it's cool. It seems to be just getting better as they go on. And so is it besides just loading the software on it? There's a programmability model in there. You can do extensions. Yeah. Is, is um, there basically the whole thing's written in Python. Okay. So you can huh. just make really simple additions in Python. I think I have a demo. I think it's like four or five lines to just do a basic say something, get a response back. Right. Um, so it's sort of a hello world of the online speaking <laughs> so, home assistant world. My, so does Mycroft sort of, uh, I'm, n- I'm not sure how this is. Is it its own thing or does it connect to Alexa, Google Now, Siri, Cortana, all those um, things? It is its completely own product. Oh, okay. So they have a, there's a organization that works with it. They have a service. So you mm-hmm. connect to their service. Basically, all they do is just kind of centralize your account and just say like, Oh, you're located in whatever city. Okay. Do they do um, the speech? And they spe- store settings kind of in the cloud, but they don't share this with anybody else. Do they do the speech to text in the cloud as well? Or is that no, on the you device? Can do that. You can do it on the device. They're starting to offer a Mozilla backed, I think it's called Deep Search. Mm-hmm. And so if you want to opt into that, you mm. can actually send your stuff up to the cloud. Mozilla processes it and yeah. then sends results back and then process hmm. does the actual skill. Yeah, I've been. I was using for the longest time the speech recognition stuff in the .NET framework on Windows, but there it sits, you know, in Windows, and and it also didn't work as well as I thought it was going to work. It's some of the other stuff that I saw, like uh, Google's speech API is fantastic, and Amazon's, of course. But how is the speech recognition accuracy? Um, some of it depends on your microphone. If you have a crappy microphone, it's mm. not going to pick up as well all the time. Sure. Right. Um, but in general, I've had decent success with it. Mm-hmm. If um, your skill set up to understand the right words and if it's not something that can be easily mumbled through, like, hey, mm. Mycroft. <laughs> <laughs> that works, um, huh? <laughs> eh, sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I've had some TV shows that have set it off. But, um, That's funny. But for the most part, it's been actually really accurate and of course obviously the farther away i get from it it's kind of the harder it is but again one of the upsides to building your own especially for someone like carl who knows a lot about microphones it's like there's some great microphones out there yeah Hmm. if you're willing to spend a little money on it Mm. Mm -hmm. and uh you you should be able to get outstanding results at least that's not the barrier yeah I got a cheapy $40 one because I'm like, I didn't want to invest much into sure. like this thing. If the $40 work, microphone is still a lot of money because I got to think on the average small device, it's a $2 microphone. Yeah. Hmm. Um, but it, well, it's a little uh, like conference call kind of doodad. Yep. Um, but it worked pretty well for a $40 buy off Amazon. Yeah. Hmm. Um, USB. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
So, that, I mean, that's that's the interesting part is being able to piece these different things together. I guess there's got to be some homebrew kits of folks saying, like, I like one of these and one of those, and I got these kinds of results from it. Yeah, and when you install it, it has some, I guess, some optimized settings for some microphones, but also just says, like, use the default and, you know, can just kind of run from there. And, right. of course, since it's based on Linux, you can kind of configure the system however you want as well. That's pretty cool. And poking around the site, one of the first things I saw was they're talking about, like, doing grocery shopping and things with... That's an Amazon Echo thing, presuming you're tied to an Amazon Prime account. Yeah. Like, what's the back end options here? Um, so there's not much tied to Google or Amazon or the other no. big cloudy store things. So no, if you want it, something like that, you'd probably have to you go buy the commercial product. Build it yourself. Yeah. Mm. Or buy the commercial product. Um, there's no specific back end to it. Um, it all runs locally. Right. So the skills are also on a big GitHub repo, mm -hmm. and you just pull them down, and it's just always checking for updates. So if they build a new skill, you can actually pull that down from nice. the repo automatically. Mm. But are there are skills to service providers that might be yeah. like a grocery provider. Yeah, there's some. Um, I don't know if I've seen any grocery provider kind of skills, but Fair. I've seen some like build a to-do list kind of ones you could build up a grocery list that way well and there lies one of the challenges when we talk about these systems is like they are a front end to a host of services so what are the services that we care about mm. yeah and i mean if you really really love shopping on amazon the amazon device is perfect if you right. don't love shopping on amazon you know they're not going to well, make but, it easy but, for you to shop anywhere but else. the amazon device the echo device also just does a whole bunch of things that have nothing to do with shopping i i don't even use it I don't use it for shopping. Mm -hmm. I just use it for. You're making Jeff kitchen. Bezos sad. Well, yeah, fine. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no tears have been shed for me. <laughs> let me tell you. Um, but he, uh, but use it in the kitchen, you know, for measurements and yeah. conversions from grams to cups or whatever, and it's it's great for that. Yeah, know? and there's a Wolfram Alpha tie-in to it. Oh, really? So I've had some fun. Hey, Mycroft, what's the integral of 2x squared to the third power? Of the nice. Okay, I want to hang out with you. I see what kind of fun you like. Let's talk integrals. Oh. Let's get a computer to do it for us. That's well, great. mostly because I've taken calculus in college. I'm just right. kind of like, I knew Wolfram Alpha did it. And I was just like, wait, does Mycroft do that too? Nice. Wow. Sure enough, like a couple seconds later, it's like, so I, I set up um, a second computer in the kitchen. I have the, the Amazon Echo. And I have a, this other computer that I wanted to run it on. Of course, it runs Windows. Now, there is an Echo, uh, or what do they call it? Yeah, an Alexa for, um, for Windows. Windows. Yeah. But you cannot drive it with a keyword. You can't wake it up with a, with hmm. a, with a word. Hmm. You actually have to press the button. Right. So guess what I did? Nana, but you got is, a button pusher. Well, no. There is a <laughs> That'll be good. There is a key. No, it's a separate device. So yeah, yeah. The button. No, it's worse. The hey, Alexa, switch. push the button on the micro. It's worse than that. There's a global keyboard hook. So it's like control, alt, T, S, whatever. I don't know what it is. Something obvious. Something yes. obvious. So basically, I wrote a little app using the Microsoft.net speech recognition to do the wake up keyword and then send the global key handler to Alexa. So <laughs> this is. Yeah, this is the stuff that I do when I'm bored. <laughs> Three o'clock in the morning, can't sleep. What's Carl doing? I uh, yeah, I've, I've ended up using Google Homes because I am using Nest cameras, right? Right, and that's the 
I live in British Columbia, so there's wild animals everywhere. So we're always wanting pictures of wild animals. That's kind of normal. That's that's what I do with these cameras. Got to have content to send to your relatives. Whenever yeah. a bear comes to your front door and rings well, the doorbell. Yeah. Would you like to see video clips of the bears coming to my front door? They don't ring the doorbell. But I did. Uh, I've realized. I came to appreciate as I started going down this path. Is like there are somewhat isolated ecosystems, like the Google Nest system is quite insulated from the Alexa ring mm. environment. So it's like when we did want a, a new doorbell and I, I had to go with the Nest Hello because I had committed to the cameras and I committed right. to, the, to the, and it, what's, what's useful about, it, I don't know if you ever play with these things, they recognize, they've got facial recognition on them, which is yeah. a little creepy, but it does mean like when Beth comes to the door, the thing says, Beth's at the door. Right. So, you, you know, or some, otherwise it says somebody's at the door and I don't actually know the name of the guy who delivers the water, mm. but the, but the device says water guys at the door. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> There's a guy with water. The guy with the water is at the door. Weird. Cool. But yeah. weird. Yeah. So all of these things are things that we could do with Mycroft. Yeah. Ultimately, if it has kind of an API of some sort, you can write a plugin in Python and it mm. can contact the service, do whatever it needs to do and get a result back. So I want to hear some of the cool things that you've done with it. <laughs> I'm still playing around with it a little bit. I played around enough to kind of make a talk with it, but um, uh, I've been working on tying it to Wonderlist, which is my to-do list program. Sure. Um, they have one, I think it's for remember the milk that somebody made. Yeah. Um, I, I was hesitant to get into these because I find talking to a computer or talking in a room alone just kind of weird. <laughs> That's why I have a dog. Oh, wait, did I say that yeah. a lot? That's a problem. That's a little I weird, two too. Yeah. Um, you know, so I'm just kind of like, well, I didn't like the idea of a spying device sitting in my home if I'm never going to use it either. Right. Mm. So I never just got the Echo or whatever. But I kind of like that you have the open source one where you know where the data is yeah. going. Like you have a lot more control. And one of the things I really liked was you can look at the log files. You yeah. can see in real time what it is yeah. doing. What, what is it, it actually is doing? I love it. I um, mean, yeah. you can also see, you know, when it triggers the wake words, when, you know, all that. And mm. it's not sending data up anywhere. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a plus. There's nobody. It's like I, there's lots of folks. And we every time we talk about these voice control systems, like mm. there's always a few comments. Of people, it's like, yeah, I really don't want to bring a spy device into my house. Right. Mm -hmm. It's like I, I can respect that. Right. Yeah. right, but the fact that here is a device that has these capabilities, and you know what it's doing with the data, you have some control over it. Well, why wouldn't you experiment? I was I was more afraid at first, um, and then I realized that you know it's not everything that you say. It's not constantly streaming an audio stream mm -hmm. of your text, uh, whatever the everything you say to the cloud. It's not doing that. Yeah. It's only after the wake up word. So after you, when you when you're talking to whatever it is, Alexa in my case, everything that you say, that that is sent up, obviously. In yeah, I fall cloud. more on the camp of, hey, I have a smartphone, and that smartphone's been spying on me constantly anyway, so what's one more device? Yeah. It is a running gag with a buddy of mine who's got a phone that I don't know what he configured it as, but literally I get in his car, I mention something that we've never talked about before, and he will have ads on Facebook by lunchtime. Yeah. <laughs> And so, but a, it's remarkably difficult to think of a completely original idea every single time you get into somebody's car. Mm -hmm. right? But he, for a while, he was getting ads for radial arm saws because that's what came to me. I said, <laughs> like, "Dude, I just replaced a blade on my radial arm saw," and he looked at me and said in a very naughty word to me, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But by lunchtime, did he have ads for radial arm saws coming out of Facebook? Well, yes, yes, he did. That's funny. <laughs> 
kind of amazing and terrible at the same time. Yes. As a technologist, I'm amazed. Right? And the tinfoil hat guy am I is like, they are listening to just, you. You know, I just keep coming back to, man, the pranking that you can do with this technology is just beyond belief because we assume a lot about humanity when we make these types of technologies that they're going to behave. Yeah. Right? You're right. I should be talking about sex toys more often when I get into his yes. car. That's the ads that should Absolutely. be appearing all the time. This is what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm, I'm not thinking creatively enough. No. That's what you're telling yes. me. Have you seen the videos where they put two Google Homes next to each other and they program to basically... Argue with each other? Yeah. I love right. it. Um, and so they're trying to parse out what each one's saying and then like give a you know response to it. And of course, I think they wrote some sort of like uh, Markov bot. <laughs> so you just went on for hours, how about hours and hours. How about just uh, have a little portable tape recorder and record yourself ordering really expensive crap off Amazon? Well, that's why you and don't just leave it. At, you know, when somebody goes, <laughs> that's why you don't do that test with Amazon devices because ultimately it falls into a recursive order of batteries until you're literally ordering power loads of batteries. <laughs> so you don't want that to happen. You got to be careful. It's like that's a lot of double A's, dude. Like, what have you done? <laughs> I was thinking about going to the store, buy some double A's. No, no, no. Here, have. Yeah, no, no worries. I've got batteries forever. <laughs> How? I had an accident with my Alexa. <laughs> I think there's a Family Guy episode about the wacky waving inflatable arm flailing tube band and how he had a overbuy of them and so he's trying to give them isn't, the, isn't the correct overbuy of those one <laughs> that thing gives me seizures bad like, those things are terrifying <laughs> okay I'm pretty sure we have a show in here somewhere somewhere we're right. talking about something it's all just python huh yeah oh well you know I have nothing bad to say about python it's a remarkably it. fun language to work in I've, and it's, yeah. I've been tinkering with it for some home automation stuff oddly enough so it's just like, eh. if you know how to program, you can handle Python. Yeah, and and I thought it'd be program. cool to start getting into like IoT light bulbs and stuff with it too, because mm-hmm. I haven't, I don't have any of that right now. Right, but that would give me a good excuse to maybe do it. It's a reason to own all of those things. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, and let's uh, stop for this very important message. Hey, Carl here. So we're at one show per week until further notice. I'm sure that's a relief for some of you, but uh, for others, that's just not enough. Well, the only way we can get back to two shows a week is if we significantly increase our Patreon pledges. That's just the way it goes. So think about becoming a .NET Rocks patron, like Jonathan Hickey. Thanks, Jonathan. Make a pledge today at patreon.netrocks.com. And thanks. And we're back. It's Richard Campbell with Carl Franklin. We're here at NDC London. In London. In London. In Westminster, Wait, actually. We're in London. London, oh. England. We can actually faintly hear the chimes, I believe, of Westminster Abbey just across the way. And we're here with Sarah Withy and talking a little about Mycroft and this idea of building open source home assistance. So you, you kind of got control of what's going on. Yeah. Which I, I approve. I agree. So GitHub repository for, for a lot of these uh, projects? Yeah. Um, there's the core system. It's, uh, I think it's Mycroft AI slash Mycroft dash core. It has all the audio, the text to speech, the wake Pie words, Croft. all that mm. good stuff. Um, and then there's Mycroft AI slash Mycroft skills. And that has each individual look up the weather, look up Wolfram Alpha, look up uh, to do list. Different things like that. So yeah. each directory is a submodule that points to somebody else's skill. Mm-hmm. So you can make a skill on your own repo, link it in the submodule, do a PR. So nice. everybody has it. Mm. 
Well, oh, and they have versions for the phones, so you can just yeah. micro, just like any of the other right. products. You just run it on your phone. They are working on an Android package. I think it's not done yet, but they're getting close. Um, cool. So the question is, will they be able to have a wake-up word on the phone? Or In theory, I think they should. I mean, at the Alexa, when it's on the uh, Android phone anyway, there's no wake-up word either. So I wonder why they do that. Wow, there are a lot of skills. <laughs> Somebody's been busy. Yeah. That's funny. Um, you know, they don't publish as fast because they don't have millions of dollars of backing. They don't have, you know, well, most a whole of the, bunch of people to throw Yeah, most it. of the Alexa skills, it feels like it's a new kind of gold rush, like, like the iPhone rush. Mm -hmm. mm. Do we have an Alexa fart? There must be an Alexa fart. <laughs> it's kind of the rule, isn't it? Hey, Alexa. No. Yeah. But hey, Spotify. You know, we've been using that on the Google Home. Like that's a that's a popular feature, just being able to call to your yeah. Spotify account and have it play out of the out of the microphone. Mm -hmm. There's another one where a home built version of an of a home assistant with a better microphone and a better speakers, better audio. Mm. Like you could really tie it into your whole audio system yeah, and make a cool. decent result from that. So that you're not just playing Spotify out of a dinky little speaker somewhere. Yeah, and the cool thing about the Raspberry Pi is you know there's a Headphone jack on the side. Yeah, you can just plug that. Plug in it into a, to, to a whole then. system. Yeah, I I because again you you get in this tribe and I'm in the Amazon tribe. Uh, I went. I got rid of my Spotify account and I got a Amazon Universal Music right. account. Yeah, and it's the same thing. I mean, yeah. it's basically you just tell it to play any song and it or an album it. and it just plays it. And you just signed up to Amazon Prime for that. Yeah, so you're you're committed to your X dollars per year, and, and it's a ten dollar a month. Additional, I think, oh, for Amazon yeah. Music Unlimited. Yeah, it just works. I have a Pandora plugin for Mycroft. All right, now I have to have one of these because somebody did a Zork plugin. A Zork plugin? <laughs> a Zork. So you can actually you play, play Zork, Zork on your Mycroft? Oh, I could do that You're all day. in a twisty little set of passages all alike. Right? I could do that all day, especially it can is you dark, imagine you on could a, be eaten by a Gru. On a long drive? <laughs> just playing the just game. Just playing the game on a long drive. The thing is, you know how to win if <laughs> you play it. Yeah. So it's like now you're trying to come up with the fuse. Now you have some fun where you just make a recording of a winning strategy for Zork <laughs> and you play it to your Mycroft. Oh man, is that where I went? Okay. Does that defeat the purpose? Yeah, of it kind of, <laughs> kind of does. Yeah. So what else is cool about this stuff? Um, it has a really cool debugging interface. Hmm. So you can pull up the CLI of it, and you can either SSH into it or hook it up to a TV. Right. And you can type in commands to it. It will show you the responses too. Huh. So just in case it's not recognizing your words correctly, you could always do it straight into the interface. Is there a way to play back the audio that it just heard? You know what I mean? Like, there's a number of times where I've wondered, am I having problems with the microphone? Like, why is it having such a hard time understanding um, me? No, but it will tell you in the, there's a frame that shows all the logs that are scrolling up as right. they happen. And it will show you the words it detected. It yeah. Heard. As well as when it thinks it heard the wake word. Yeah. Like I heard the wake word, hey, Mycroft. Or yeah. you can change your wake words too. So it'll tell you what it think it heard. And then the skill it's trying to use to parse it out. Um, and then any like sub logging things that that particular skill. Yeah, I do. absolutely wish that the commercial devices would show me that stuff. The fact that this mm -hmm. one does excites me. Like, yeah, okay. I, mean, I would love to see how Alexa and Google Home and all those work. Like, could I plug them into a TV or SSH into them? Like, mm, I would love yeah. to see. And give me the the stream of the logs. But, yeah. the, mm -hmm. but they won't. Yeah, I'm sure they won't. They've got no incentive to do such a thing. I mean, so to get back to the reality of this, 
these devices all have a kind of digital exhaust coming from them and that and people <laughs> and those companies value that exhaust and collect it up so there is a joke skill so you know that's your favorite thing in alexa yeah, yeah. tell me a joke i like the 20 questions thing too yeah you know um i programmed one of these for my car a couple of years mm -hmm. ago and it, I had my music library in it, and I had all these games. I had Eliza, the Rogerian psychotherapist, so that you, <laughs> my kids loved that, you know, answers a question with a question. And um, and I, I had the 20 questions game, which was a fun game That's to write, cool. uh, you know, basic B-tree algorithm. It was fun. And, and they have this uh, on all these devices now. So, again, driving in the car, bored. Don't want to listen to the radio. Don't want to listen to anything else. You can actually play stupid games. And did you build phone. a data set out over time? Like over the course of the drive, you eventually knows mm -hmm. like a few hunt, a few dozen things. Well, a few dozen more than when I started. Yeah. yeah, yeah. How long before it becomes sentient? Ooh. I wonder if anybody's built like a big twenty questions database of that would things. Be. Well, there's no twenty questions in this catalog of Minecraft AI, so we found something oh. to add. I mean, my talk's not until Friday. So there you go. You have time. <laughs> it's only Python. What is that? Nine lines of Python? Yeah. Can I write this in a day and a half? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's a lot of low. It's interesting how when it's just a low friction solution to stuff like yeah. convert this measurement for me. Yeah. What's the weather like mm -hmm. tomorrow? Mm -hmm. All those sorts of things. The context stuff is the one that always gets me. Is mm. like with today's weather. How about tomorrow's weather? Oh no, right. I got to ask it all over again. Right. Yeah, and they have a interesting. I've never looked at Alexa skills or Google or how they're developed, but yeah. they have a pretty good system of you give it words that are required mm -hmm. and words that are optional. So like you know, weather, you know, could be a required word, but yeah. weather tomorrow, tomorrow could be optional. Right. But it would still take these words. You can parse out which ones you want or need. And mm. It can go look up weather from there. So the natural language stuff is built in, but it, you're still trying to trying to build that chat bot part of what are the yeah, words that you matter. Yeah, you have to tell it how to parse out things, but it's really good at you know taking a sentence you've said correctly, determining what skill to use with it, right? And then saying well, like, here's the message for the rest of it. Have you seen Lewis L U I S on Microsoft Cognitive Services? I this is not. a it's a way that you can parse out the different nouns and verbs from a sentence um, and turn them into meaningful queries. That's so, yeah, it's a natural language processing service, really. But you get to set it up. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of cool. A lot of work, though. I mean, I just like the fact that um, when you when you build a skill, you know, you have some a core question and you have might might have some sub questions and you just pick out the the things you know you pick out the nouns and the verbs yourself i mean how do you deal with that on this platform um so when you write function you build a class for each skill and mm -hmm. then you can have different functions within it um these functions can take a message and you have to return some sort of response um that could be just say this thing but it could also be ask another question and then get mm. another response. Mm. Um, so there is a way to set up like, you know, what's the weather? You get a response back, but you could also say there's like a guess the number game. And it's like, mm. what's your low number? What's your high number? Okay, let's play. And mm. you just kind of keep going back and forth until you get to the number it picked. Mm. 
Right. So that's a good example of kind of a back and forth that's still the same skill. But you have to say exactly the the right question to get the skill, right? Um, You can add in derivatives too. So you could say, Hmm. you know, what's the weather? Tell me the weather or Hmm. different things like that. And I've definitely worked with bots for doing stuff like booking a hotel room or a flight where you start off with, I'm looking for for a room in Los Angeles. All right, well, what dates do you want? Hmm. What features of the room do you want? Can I get you something like this? Would you be okay with that? Yeah. It's those chains where things get really interesting that you yeah. get down yeah. all those details. But from a programming perspective, you're still sort of demanding the order of execution, right? That they make yeah. the initial request. And if it ha- doesn't include cities or dates or anything like that, you yeah, ask each one of those. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's, it's just, it's still pretty much just, it's almost an asynchronous population of an array, you know, to collect the sufficient data. It's like, okay, I think I have enough now. Let me go search for you. Yeah. See what I can find. Mm. Yeah. So I think that's an extra, just an interesting level of sophistication of just what information do we really need to put in there. Yeah. And I imagine over time this is going to get better as people sure. work with it too. How long has Mycroft been around? Um, I think a couple years. Okay. Again, it's like I'm I'm grateful that this exists, even though I've you know already sort of committed to Google spying on me. <laughs> that uh-huh. that it's like you know we don't have to be like this. We could do this in an open source way, and you know then I'll just sell all my Nest cams on. Craigslist, I guess. What am I going to do? Well, I, I'm interested in checking it out just to see how the recognition compares to, you know, the stuff that I have and that works well. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, especially when you think about a Pi is able to do the recognition part now. Yeah. And if you get one of the older Pies, you know, responses are a little slower because sure. it's, you know, slower to process. But um, the three B pluses, which is the latest ones, they're, and they don't take too long. And what are they, $40? Mm. Yeah, yeah. $35, $40. So, I mean, that's, yeah, look where we are in compute, right? It's like, ah, mm-hmm. oh, the thing that I couldn't do just a few years ago reliably, right? I now do yeah. on a $40 machine with some open source software. But, you know, I threw it on my laptop and that's what I'm going to use for my presentations. Yeah. So that's even faster than right. my little one gigahertz Pi. Yeah, right. no kidding. And ton, tons of horsepower. Is there anything on your wish list for Mycroft that you wish it did either? at all or better than it currently does? I mean, I would love to see more skills in general. Okay. Um, A lot of it's been just simple, you know, kind of call and response Mm. sort of skills. I would love to see more interactions with, you know, like things in the IoT space or sending text to people or, you know, different things like that. I did see one that would read your email. So whenever a new email came in, it would send a message. I didn't quite see how that worked. Yeah. Um, oh, I think you ask it to read your email and then it'll go check. Yeah, if I want that, I give it ones. Gmail. Right? They read my email all the time. Wait, that's a different thing. Okay. <laughs> you can call a REST service, obviously, right? So, yeah. So if you had a little Twilio service, you could yeah. certainly call that to send a text. So what's next for you? What's in your inbox? What's the next thing you're going to be doing, working on? One of the things we're getting ready to do with Abstractions Conference, which I'm the director of programming. So we're getting ready to open our CFP for that so people can apply to speak there. So that's going to be open up in a few days. Probably by the time this releases, it'll probably be already open. Cool. That's in Pittsburgh. Yes. That's cool. Yeah. It's going to be about 2,000 people. Wow. And um, I think our motto is kind of, um, what do you not expect at a software conference? Okay, let's do that. Right. Oh, good. So um, I didn't make it to the first one, but I'm really excited to see because we have some pretty cool ideas going for this one. Yeah, sounds like really diverse, like just yes. all kinds of possibilities there. That's great. Well, Sarah Withy, it's been awesome talking to you. And, yes, uh, it's been
Thanks for stopping by, and we'll see you next time on .NET Rocks. .NET Rocks is brought to you by Franklin's Net and produced by Pwop Studios, a full-service audio, video, and post-production facility located physically in New London, Connecticut, and, of course, in the cloud. Online at pwop.com. Visit our website at dotnetrocks.com for RSS feeds, downloads, mobile apps, comments, and access to the full archives going back to show number one, recorded in September 2002. And make sure you check out our sponsors. They keep us in business. Now go write some code. See you next time. Got a transmitter band by the FCC. Yes, I'm a, a